Hello, and welcome to TGen Talks. I'm Mark Moran. Artificial intelligence, or AI, addresses the computational needs of the biomedical research community by executing tasks more rapidly and without human error in a fraction of the time. Today, AI is used to process complex genomic data sets to accelerate delivery of personalized treatments for cancer and other diseases by turning raw genetic data, such as a human genome sequence, into usable information to predict disease patterns and treatment outcomes. Joining us today to discuss AI and all that it promises in terms of speed and efficiency in the next generation of healthcare is Dr. Gwen Otero, a 20-year veteran of life science industry and an expert in high-performance computing who currently serves as Vice President of Scientific Computing at TGen. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Would you explain for us just what artificial intelligence is, and is that the same as machine learning? Artificial intelligence is actually a big catch-all for a lot of things. So anything from like Alexa and Siri up to you know analyzing uh, genomic data sets is caught under artificial intelligence. So it's really a catch-all or an umbrella uh, phrase, as it were. Machine learning, on the other hand, is actually a really discrete family of algorithms that are used to essentially look at a vast amount of data and then be able to predict the future when given or faced with another case like that. And so machine learning is really a subset of artificial intelligence. But are they both about predictive outcomes? Machine learning is definitely about predictive outcomes. Artificial intelligence uh, actually catches the uh, kind of the, the science fiction aspect of, uh, of the world and, and uh, the public about, you know, omniscient robots or, uh, you know, the Turing machine be able to be conversational. So in that case, it's a little bit predictive. But uh, when it comes to infectious diseases, it's, it's really machine learning being able to, to predict disease states or, uh, or, or future, future disease states. So how does this high-performance computing play a role in research and enhance TGen's goal of earlier diagnoses and smarter treatments? Well, high-performance computing, or HPC, uh, has been a very large component in bioinformatics analysis going back at least 20 years uh, when I started in this space. And it's merely because in order to analyze all the data that's out there, uh, we just need computers in order to do it. And now when we're analyzing human genomes, it can take anywhere from, the, so the first human genome analysis, we sequenced the first genome and crunched the data. It took over 10 years and I think it's a, a billion dollars. And now we can do the same for less than a thousand dollars and in a day or a day and a half. And, That's incredible. Uh, Hence yeah. the uh, commercial applications we see now. In this. Exactly. But in order to get it out of the research realm where you could sequence something, uh, a dog, a cat, a human, and then take your time to analyze it in the clinical setting, time is everything. Uh, we need to make these analysis run faster. So if you can make it run faster, then you can get uh, patients on a treatment faster. Past five years, uh, how much has it changed? It's changed quite a bit. Five years ago, things like graphics processing units and FPGAs were really only very niche players in the high-performance computing space for genomics. And now, uh, if you're not using them, you're you're not you know you're not the cool kids. How fast is this field progressing? Uh, incredibly fast. Uh, we're uh, the amount of data we're we're creating is outstripping how fast the computers and, the, and the, the data storage are actually progressing. So we're actually creating more data than we can actually uh, process in the right amount of time. So um, Moore's law is no longer sufficient to keep up with the amount of data we're, we're collecting. 
And if I heard you right, you're saying we're creating data faster than we can store it? Uh, not store it, but um, the price of collecting data. So, for example, if it took a billion dollars to uh, sequence the first genome, it's under $1,000 now. So, you know, it's, it's fallen that many orders of magnitude, but the price to store it on a disk hasn't fallen nearly as much. So it may have only fallen 10x as opposed to 100 or 1,000x. What are some of the challenges uh, in AI in terms of integrating it into the care stream? Is it, a, is it solely about speed? Not so much about speed, uh, but really it's application. A lot of folks are asking the question, well, is it replacing the doctor? Is, is it just going to be used as a second opinion? Uh, how often does it have to be updated? Is it being used on or you know, trained on data that's relevant to me? So one of the reasons to have it, it's really about lessening the burden on the doctors. So whether it's about being able to record and analyze all the reporting doctors have to do or being able to speed up, for example, looking at all these uh, radiological images, it's about really lessening the burden. They can't. They can do it just as well, but if we can offload that to a machine and have the doctors do the more difficult things, spend time doing more, uh, you know, cutting edge things. That's really where the uh, the advantage is. How has TGen achieved creating sequence going from weeks to days? It's been very very complicated, but um, working with with partners like Dell, they've really helped us architect a high-performance computing solution so that we can actually take, for example, um, during the pediatric cancer clinical trials, um, TGen's uh, pipeline was initially running in seven days' time, and they wanted to reduce that to, to five days' time. But uh, working with Dell and their architects, we devised a system uh, and working closely with the researchers at TGen built a hardware system and a software system that essentially allowed them to run the same analysis in under an hour. And so that, that kind of quantum leap is why we continue to work with Dell this day. It's been about a seven-year partnership and why we look to them to help us navigate kind of the future hardware and software landscape in genomics. Talk about something that sounds relatively science fiction-esque there, uh, from weeks to an under an hour. That's right. What are GPUs, we hear that term a lot, related to artificial intelligence, and what role do they play in data processing? GPUs stands for Graphics Processing Unit, and that term's been around 20 years-ish. And uh, essentially what a, what a GPU is, is a very beefy version of a video card that you would find in any PC or laptop. Over the last 20 years or so, companies like NVIDIA and AMD have developed a uh, graphic processing units or video cards uh, mostly because the visualization space and just video gaming become so powerful so they can provide such, you know, real-life graphics that um, people started to take advantage of them and do actual, like, scientific computations on them as, as opposed to just, you know, rendering pixels. Now, uh, the two fastest supercomputers in the world actually contain tens of thousands of GPUs because they're so efficient at linear algebra matrix multiplications that are used to test these these systems. So without them, you know, we're looking at much longer analysis times. A lot of impressive things happening at TGen. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Glenn Otero. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Happy to be here. Dr. Glenn Otero, Vice President of Scientific Computing at TGen. To learn more, visit TGen.org. Thanks for listening to TGen Talks. I'm Mark Moran. <laughs>